Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 111 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Lindsay Maloney about how introverts can grow their business. Lindsay and I have a great conversation about why introverts make great online business owners, the things they should consider before starting a business, and how serving our clients well is really beneficial as an introverted business owner. We also talk about scaling and some action steps that you can take to make some moves forward in your business. Lindsay approaches this from a coaching perspective, but this episode applies to anybody who is in business for themselves. Lindsay Maloney is a self-made business and success coach who specializes in teaching women how to start and scale their dream coaching businesses with simplicity. She believes that you should always choose your intuition as a guide as you grow your business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll feel inspired to take her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay works with women who want to get unstuck and structure their brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. She's also the creator of Standout Coaching Academy and is the host of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with a friend so that they can connect and listen as well. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for joining me. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. So I read your bio at the beginning of the show, but I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do. Yes, absolutely. My name is Lindsay Maloney. I am in North Dakota. I was born and raised. I actually have been a business coach for about five years, but I started my business about nine years ago, usually starting the same route everyone else does, the health coaching route. I see, I feel like that's like the gateway drug for everyone to start their entrepreneur journey. Um, so I've been doing this for quite a while. Right now, I call myself a transformational business coach because I help women start and scale their coaching businesses doing a healthy mixture of the outer work, you know, doing all the things, setting up all the pages and the copy, but we also work on the the inside, the inner work, because that's kind of where the magic happens. So that's what I specialize in. And I absolutely love it. It's, it's 100% my calling and it's, it just brings so much more um, clarity to other women who want to give more to the world. And it just creates this big ripple effect with women who want to help others. That's awesome. And I love that you help with both pieces of that because they are both really important when we're starting a business. So when you're able to do kind of both sides with somebody, they kind of have the whole building block that they need. Yes, absolutely. We can have the best coaching, the best programs. Um, We've all been there thinking that just by working with somebody or buying their course, we're going to have all the answers. But when something doesn't quite work, we think there's something missing, like they missed a step or something. And it takes a while for some people to realize that it's all inside. It's not what you're doing on the computer. It's inside. And I was just seeing so many coaches that I was training to become, you know, these um, six-figure coaches missing a piece. And I 
I just knew that this was what it was because I just kind of went back to my own story. And so I've just developed the skills in order to help them with it. I think it's important to do that. Otherwise you, I feel like I'm shortchanging myself and my students and clients. Yeah. So how did you go from doing the health coaching to helping women the way that you do now? Great question. I started health coaching nine years ago because I had lost 90 pounds after having my first baby. And I've been working from home full time for 14 years. And one day I got off work and I thought, there's got to be more to this. You know, I love being a mom. I love my job. But I have a lot of time in the afternoon and how many times can I clean my house? And how many times can I, I just, I felt like I was called to do more. So I remember just kind of looking inside and seeing what do I really like? And I really loved after I had lost so much weight, I had a lot of people coming up to me and asking me how I did it. And it was really simple. I just ate the right foods and moved. And I felt like that was missing. And so I just kind of went with it. And I always say if I would have waited for the perfect business opportunity, the perfect idea to come to me, I would have never gotten started. I remember being on the phone with my coach um, nine years ago and telling her, I got a coach right away. And I told her, I just, I'm called to do more. And if this is my first step, then I'm going to take it and I'm just going to run with it. And I, I was a health coach for about four years, four or five years. And it was great, but I didn't feel like I was quite aligned with it. I knew that there was more coming. Um, so I literally shut everything off at the time. This is when Instagram very first started. Um, it, it was just like a platform for posting pictures of your food at the time. I just shut everything off and I just wanted to clear my mind. I also had just had my second child and I wanted just to focus on her. Um, so I just listened to myself. I didn't listen to what everyone else was doing with the health coaching businesses and I just knew that it was going to come to me. I trusted that it was going to come to me what I was supposed to do. And it, eventually it did. Um, after a year-long break, I decided I really liked the business side of it, and I'm going to take that. I'm going to totally wipe away the health coaching side, run with the business side. And you know, right now, I, I have a six-figure coaching business where I help women do the exact same thing I'm doing now. Awesome. And I love that you were willing to say, you know, I don't know that this is where I'm going to end up forever, but I'm going to take the first step because I know that if I don't take it, then I'm not ever going to get anywhere. Yeah. It's just complete trust and patience. Some people can start an online business and they're making six figures in a year or so they say. Um, but so many people are almost embarrassed to say how long this has taken them. And I'm very upfront with saying this took me nine years to get where I am. And I don't say that to be, um, I don't want anybody to feel frustrated or think like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. But the point of it is, is you have to have patience because it's all there for you. If you can, if you know it's there, you thought of these goals and these dreams that you have, well, it's possible because you thought of it. So we have to just let go of all the outcomes, all the things that can happen as we're going along the journey and just trust that we will make it. And it might be longer or shorter than this person or that person. It doesn't matter. This is your journey and no one else's. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I find that really encouraging when, you know, you've been in business for that one or two or three years and you're not seeing the success that it seems like everybody else is advertising that they have online with their business. And it can be really frustrating and discouraging, but it's good to know that sometimes it just takes longer and those stories where people make six figures in the first year of their business are not 
the rule by any means. No, no, they're not. And it's important to, you know, take those things as a grain of salt, because like I said, not everyone is transparent on how long they've literally been doing this. They might've had how many other businesses before this one um, found its way out. Um, I've had lots of businesses online. I tried everything. If I had an idea, I went with it. And so I just always trusted that if this idea doesn't work out, it doesn't matter because I know I will come up with something else. I know I will find my seat and I did. And, and it's only because I trusted it and I had the patience that it took to get to where I am. So as we dive in today, uh, we're talking about how introverts can grow their business. And I feel like I hear a lot about introverts online. I am an introvert. And so I would love to know why you think introverts make great business owners. I love talking about this because, yes, you, you identify as an introvert. I do too. And I, my favorite quote is, introverts unite separately in their own homes <laughs> because it's so true. We can think, um, oh, yeah, let's all get together. And then the introvert is going to say, oh, no, I better stay home because I, gotta, I got work to do. <laughs> and I totally identify with that. And I realized years ago that when I first heard the word introvert, I felt so good. And the definition of it felt made me feel that I wasn't weird. I wasn't this shy person. It was just who I was. And I realized that being an introvert makes a great business owner an online business owner because they can work completely out of their own comfort zone, right? We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to put ourselves in situations that don't feel comfortable for us, like going out in the workplace or, you know, whatever it might be. Like I said, I've been blessed to work from home for 14 years because I just know that God was saying, no, she needs to just be in her comfort zone. And he completely arranged that for me. So I am very grateful for that. But especially online business owners where we can work in our home, we can have complete control of our hours, who we work with, what we sell, everything is in our control. And that is so comforting, especially for introverts, right? We're not like designing programs or selling programs that aren't ours. We're doing everything from that came from our own inspiration, our own design. And I think that when introverts have complete control, it makes us very successful. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. And I have found that running my own business gives me the ability to kind of say yes to what I want to say yes to. I can say no to the things that I don't want to do. And it's really given me a lot of flexibility. Before this, I worked in an office and that was pretty draining. My favorite job that I had growing up was as a lifeguard because I didn't have to talk to very many people and I could sit and read a book and stare at a pool all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is kind of like that. I'm in control of a lot of things in my business. Totally. And I I can't imagine me having to go outside the home to work. I just don't think that I would operate very well. And we live in such a great time where, especially online entrepreneurs, a lot of us are very tapped into what makes us feel good. And when we're not doing things that make us feel good in an unselfish way, our business is very aligned. So introverts are very good at having an aligned business because they only do the things that make them feel good because they're very in tune with their feelings and what the results are going to be. If somebody proposes them with something, they know how it's going to make them feel. And like you said, I have complete control over whether I say yes or no. And that's very empowering. So if somebody is an introvert and they're considering starting a business what are the types of things they need to think about? 
So I'll talk to the person who wants to start a coaching business, for example. And I think the first thing that we need to do is stop thinking about all of the small things. We can spend years thinking about the right domain name, the right website platform, the right branding, all these little pieces that really don't matter in the big picture. I always tell my clients when I, when I sense that they're, they're sweating the small stuff, will it matter in three years? And they'll usually 99% say no. And I say, then stop worrying about it. We have to think as CEOs from the beginning of our business. So you want to start a business? Who do you want to help? How do you help? How will you help them? How will you solve their problem? And then just go with it. Come up with something simple that you can create that solves a problem. That's what coaches do. We solve a problem. So what problem are you going to solve? How are you going to solve it? And who's going to need this, this medication, this, you know, we call people come in to coaching businesses because their business is sick, you know, so we have to give them the medicine to make it better. What's going to be your specialty? And again, not sounding the small stuff like, oh, should I name my business this or should I name it that? Or all of those things that really are just procrastination techniques that keep us safe and hidden behind the screen. So I don't want coaches to hide behind the screen and not show their face, let people hear their voice until they feel like they're good enough. I want them to know that they are good enough right now and then act as if you are three years down the road. I think that's the most important tip I can give. Yeah. And you're speaking specifically to coaches, but that works for any business. You just have to pick a place and get started. I know when I first started my business, it was going to be like a lifestyle blog and I was going to post recipes and I'm not a good cook. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, <laughs> but that was how I started. You know, I found a domain name and I found, I started on WordPress and I just started putting stuff out there and then it evolved slowly as I figured out what it is that I really wanted to do and the people that I wanted to help. So for me, I was pushed into it because I didn't have a job when I moved, but you just have to take those first steps and you have to be willing to say, okay, it's going to change and it might change pretty quickly, but until you figure out what it is that you do and don't like about what you're doing, you can't make those shifts. Yeah, exactly. You just have to start and forget about all of the other little things that really don't matter. And like you said, it's just important to take whatever your idea is and go with it because you wouldn't be here where you are now if you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So once somebody starts a business, I think the thing we are most afraid of is putting out an offer or a service and not hearing anything back. So specifically for introverts, what do they need to have in place to actually bring clients into their business so that it can work for them? We have to be okay with hearing the word no, whether it's verbally or people just not saying yes by clicking buy now. We have to be okay with people not being ready to purchase our program or to work with us. You have to be 100% okay with the no's or else you're not going to get those yeses. If we don't put ourselves out there and be okay with any outcome, then it's just going to hold us back. I know it's scary to go through all the work of launching a program and not hearing anything. I've done it and I have students and clients who have done it. And I encourage them to, to just learn from the lesson. 
everything is a lesson. Every launch that doesn't work as well as you were hoping to, as that number you wrote down on your, in your notebook as your goal um, income for, the, for one launch or a client income for a quarter, every time that doesn't happen, it's supposed to be that way. And as airy-fairy as some people might think that might be, that's going to sustain you as you build a business because we're just out here putting ourselves, hey, we have this solution to your problem. And if people aren't ready for it, I don't, it doesn't matter. They might be ready for it in six months or a year from now. I've had people on my list for years before they decide to join my program or before they decide to work with me privately. And that's okay. Some people just take a different amount of time, but we have to be okay with the outcome or else it's going to be a really hard road to travel. Yeah, that's definitely true. And why do you find that focusing on serving your clients is so important? That's a big thing we talk about on this podcast, but I know it's also a big thing that you teach in your programs for your clients. One thing that I really am known for is being generous with my students and my clients because they chose me. And I'm, I feel really grateful that amongst all of the other coaches online, and there's so many of them. They chose me. And the reason why they chose me was because I'm very transparent and I'm very generous with what I do. Um, serving your clients in the best way possible. I've learned from amazing coaches, but I've also learned from coaches that I've hired that weren't so great. Um, again, that's just another lesson. So one thing that I learned really, um, not the hard way, I don't want to say it that way, but I once had a coach where I could only speak to her once a month and I was working with her for four months and it was really hard to build my business at the time when I could only speak to her once a month. I felt very closed off for the investment that I made. And I promised myself from that day forward that I will not be that coach. I'm going to be the coach that is there for you. And I just had a, a message in my Facebook group today from one of my students and she said, it feels like you're just right beside me, literally holding my hand as I do this. I don't feel alone. I feel like I have somebody who's cheering me on, who's been there before. And I always use the bridge analogy of picture a bridge going across like this river, this crazy raging river. And you are on the other side, you made it. And the bridge was like swaying at some point and there was missing boards. Sometimes it was a smooth ride, but you made it across. And now you look back and you see your dream clients and your dream students standing on the other side asking for help. So as a coach, you, can, you have a decision to make. You can be the coach who's very standoffish and who just wants to sell programs and automate their business. That's not me. I want to be the coach who walks back across the bridge, grabs our hand and talks them and walks them over to the other side. That's how I choose to run my business. I think that's why I attract a lot of heart-centered business owners and thus making me feel like I absolutely am working with my dream audience, my dream students and clients. Yeah, I love that. And I found in my business with website design, when I serve my clients well, I can really get to know them. So that kind of helps with the introverted side of things because we almost become friends instead of just somebody that I'm, you know, we're doing the work for, sending an email when I've built that relationship because I'm doing the work and I'm going above and beyond, then we get to be a lot closer. It's a lot more comfortable for me then to jump on a call with them or send them an email that is a little bit difficult to send because I actually know more about them. 
Oh yeah. So many students and clients become friends. And I love that because, you know, this, the entrepreneur world can feel a little bit lonely. Sometimes we don't have people we can just turn our chair around and talk to. And it's really cool to have those business besties and those, those people we can reach out to and just because they know how, how we feel. And that's important to have that community. Yeah. My next question is about networking. And this is something that's been really important in my business. It's something that I've done in person and online and both ways have helped me. But I want to know how introverts can do networking without being just really overwhelmed and wanting to, you know, run out of the room and not show up. <laughs> oh yeah. I when I went to my first networking event last, it was like almost a year ago exactly. It was in California. Um, it was James Wedmore's next level. And I remember feeling a little bit nervous. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty in tune with how I feel. And I remember I felt good all morning. And then we drove to the venue. And then when I got out of the car, I felt the vibes of the introvert really taking over and thinking like, you're going to walk into a room of people you only know online. And you're going to, you're going to meet your coach that you've looked up to for years this is really scary. And I had to make a choice. Do I want to be that shy, scared girl who's going to go sit down at the table and go just play on her phone and look busy? Or are you going to go in and go find somebody and say hi? And I chose that. It's a choice we have to make. And sometimes it can be really hard. Yeah, I was probably shaking when I went up to the first person, but it felt really good to be somebody else. Um, because normally, um, if I wouldn't have done all this inner work, I would have went to the table in the back of the room and looked busy. That, that's so me. So I chose to be somebody else at that time. I also think it's important to be really in tune with how much of that energy you're going to expend. So I'm not the type of person who's going to go to all these retreats and masterminds all, all year long because I can't, I, I just physically can't. Um, so I will choose like one a year that I will go to. I'm going to one next month and I'm really excited. I choose small groups. That makes me feel more comfortable and that's, that's totally fine. I think you have to be um, like I say, you have to be in tune with yourself. What can you handle? And then just take it in small bites and don't overwhelm yourself. Don't think you need to go to this huge event and totally act like somebody else that's going to make you feel sick by the time you're done. Because there are people who, who go to things and they, they get sick because all of their energy is just completely drained. So I think it's really important to just do things in small bites. That's how I can opt at a higher level. And um, it's more sustainable that way, that's for sure. I love the advice to go to smaller events. I found that that's definitely something that has worked for me in my business as well. And I remember the first networking event I went to was a Rising Tide Society meeting. And my husband dropped me off because it was downtown. And I so wanted to tell him, just like, just keep driving. I'm not going to go in. I don't know anybody. But that was, it's like two hours. And so I was able to say, okay, it's two hours. If I absolutely hate it and nobody talks to me, I don't have to go back. It's two hours of my day. I'm not there for a whole weekend. And that was a whole lot easier to get started with. And then just talk to one or two people and start to build a connection. Mm -hmm. And think how many other people feel the same way you do. 
and maybe you walking up to somebody will make them feel better. So it's just like we said, it creates that ripple effect of making people feel more comfortable and just kind of like, okay, I don't have to be so tense about this. It's going to be okay. Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Do you have any advice for networking online, especially Instagram is big for this, but I think even that can be a struggle for people who are introverted. I I agree. And I just want to encourage everybody to do one thing, to stop comparing your life with somebody's highlight reel. You know, those people that you're constantly watching on stories and they're talking about, you know, their clients and all of this stuff. And you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be that way. You're comparing everything to um, her or him or whatever it might be. And you are constantly playing the comparison game, which is this holding us back. Um, I remember having a discussion with one of my students earlier this year, and she really wanted to put herself out there on Instagram stories because she knew that's where people were, were hanging out on. I mean, let's be honest, that's where people are going. When they go to Instagram, they're, they're scrolling through their stories. So it's important for us to show up where people are hanging out. Otherwise, it's like, you know, picturing a house and you're sitting in the office and everyone's in the kitchen and you're like, well, maybe they'll come over here. Maybe they'll come over here. And they're, they're just not. So we have to go where the people are. If we want to work with people, we have to be with people. So encouraging yourself to, what did we do? We decided to do a day in the life for her on a Wednesday. And ever since then, she's been showing up every day on Instagram stories, booking clients, filling her program, just because she's being her true authentic self and not comparing herself to anybody. She doesn't care if somebody doesn't like what she says or whatever it is. And I think that's important not to act like somebody else because it's going to feel uncomfortable for you. And I think that's why so many people hold themselves back because they're trying to be somebody else and it doesn't feel right. Of course it doesn't feel right. We're wearing the wrong shoes. So wear, wear your shoes. Somebody's going to feel connected to you because you're being you. Who cares if there's toys in the background of your story, if you're doing a, a video? Who cares if there's kids talking in the background? I have that all the time. It doesn't matter. People are going to feel connected to you because they can see that you're not perfect. Yeah. And that's so true, especially on stories. That's the place where we can show up and be really real about what's going on. And that's what I love about it. I'm not great about showing up every day, but like I can show just glimpses of my life and feel like I'm connecting with the people who actually want to build that connection. Yeah, absolutely. I was so excited when the stories came out because I felt like I wanted to keep my feed a little bit more polished. And I loved the, uh, the fact that the stories were just short-lived. We could show anything on there and people can message you now and you can create conversations with people. It's, it's just been really great for business, that's for sure. And then building so many awesome friendships. Yeah. Okay. So 
the next step I think a lot of people see in business is you build your business, you start working with clients, and then you want to scale. You want to be able to do programs or passive income or something like that. How do introverts go about scaling their business? Well, I think a lot of introverts might do it the wrong way because it's more comfortable to create a program and then sell it. So that was my first mistake when I launched my very first program alone many years ago. I spent months creating a program and I put so many hours every single day into creating this thing. And I remember announcing that it's, it's ready, like everyone buy it now and nobody bought it. And I was so discouraged because I thought I spent so much time making this and I spent so much time not showing up where I should, just hiding behind my screen. While that feels really comfortable for an introvert, just doing the busy work behind their screen, nobody's going to really know what you're doing. So the biggest mistake we can make, not just for introverts, but for every single course creator out there is to sit behind your computer and create a program and then sell it. You want to actually sell it first. So that sounds kind of backwards to some people who are new to this. Um, you're going to create the outline of your program. You're going to create the sales page of your program. You're going to create a launch plan for your program. You're going to sell it. And then you're not going to be exhausted because you had to create this big program and create all of the things that it takes to sell it. All you did was the bigger piece of selling it. Then once you sell it and you have some money coming in, you create it as you go. That's your first step. So you're going to sell your program, you'll enroll your students, and then you're saying we're starting on Monday and then you should have like maybe like a module or so ready. And then you're going to bust out new information every single week as they go through. That's the way to sell your first program without all the stress of thinking you have to have all these videos and workbooks done. And then once you go through your program with your students for however long it is, the next time you launch it, it's going to be so much easier because you already have the program done. You've already done a launch before. You probably will make tweaks to your program because you've seen what the students went through and what they needed and you kind of adjusted things and you just rinse and repeat. And I recommend you do that for about a year or so. You launch your program maybe four times. And then you can make it more um, available at maybe like on an evergreen scale and then lessen the amount of launches that you do every year because your program is being continuously filled. But that's kind of a, a rough draft of an easy way to scale your coaching business. I teach my students just to have one signature program because I don't want people to create all these tiny little package programs. I don't want them to have all these 197 programs. I wanted them to have a signature program that they're known for so they can scale their business faster. We're not going to scale our business by selling these $47 eBooks and $200 programs. We need to raise our prices, have confidence in it, fill it up, um, close the doors, open the doors again, do the same thing for a year. You're going to have this really strong foundation for your program. And then you're not relying on one-on-one -on -one clients as much because you're bringing in students, which also brings um, you more time for your business, for your family, whatever you need. Awesome. When do you think is the right time in your business to build a program like this and start scaling? Well, for coaches, I always recommend um, my students to work with a few clients before. Um, because when, when you think about it, once you work with clients, you kind of know what they're going through and the, when they need things. So when I, when I designed Standout Coaching Academy 
it was after I had worked with lots of clients and I just noticed everyone goes through these same, the, the same journeys as they're building their business. And so I thought, wouldn't it be nice just to have a program that could help them do this instead of um, having to work on work one-on-one with people? Because my one-on-one program, we have 12 calls together. It's very intense. And I thought this takes up a lot of my time, you know, 12 calls a week with when you're working with multiple clients, it's a lot of time. So I thought, what if I created a program that would give them the same information and they could just do it themselves and then have a coach in a group setting that will guide them. And I decided like, this is a no brainer decision and I did it and I have lots of students in my program. Um, my clients go through the program as well because it's, I don't teach different things to my clients and my students. Um, you should have one direct vision. Your clients and students should learn the same things from you. The only difference between your one-on-one program and your group program is the manner that they work with you. Some people want a lot of hand-holding and they just want the one-on-one attention and some people thrive in a group setting. I have a lot of students that will go from group program to one-on-one because they were warmed up that way. But I think that should be the only differentiator with working with you is, you know, the group setting or the one-on-one, you're teaching them the same thing. And um, I think it's just a great way, a simplified way to run your business. You don't have all these irons in the fire. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And the way you've set it up where you're one-on-one clients also go through your program. They've kind of learned those basics that you're teaching to everybody. And then you you know where you're jumping in with them because you know what they've already seen from you. Oh, yes. That makes my life so much easier because I can always refer them to something or it's a lot easier to teach somebody when they've learned your foundational things rather than trying to sift through all these things that they've learned and like, okay, this isn't working. I don't want you learning all this other stuff from this person. Let's just keep it all together. And that just makes my life and their life easier. Okay. Now we've talked a lot about introverts and how they can make their businesses work for them. But do you notice any challenges that introverted business owners face and maybe should be on the lookout for? A a challenge that I can see, um, especially, you know, for me is doing too much because you want to stay busy. For me, I love to work on my business and I can get really caught up in working too much on my business and really draining my cup And thinking that every waking moment that I wasn't, you know, busy around the house or with my kids, I had to be working on my business, especially when your business is in your house. It can be really easy to just wander over to your office and work, right? And we find a lot of joy working on our business. Like I don't ever, you know, dread coming into my office, but it can be really draining. It can be really draining working with lots of clients and lots of students. So we have to be really mindful of the energy that we're putting out there because sometimes we, we don't recognize, you know, if you're getting sick a lot, it's probably because you're spending too much time behind the computer. Um, if you're just not feeling it, it's probably because your cup is empty. I think we introverts really have to pay attention to how full their cup is and implementing things in their life to, to slow them down a little bit. Cause I think we're also overachievers, not waking up in the morning, getting ready and going into your office right away, starting your morning slow and doing things that you enjoy right off the bat, but does not involve going into your office. That was a huge shift for me. Um, starting my morning slow and not feeling like I need to rush into my office. 
um, I actually got more done by not working as much. And I, I remember hearing that a lot when I was starting, like, you don't have to work so much. And I thought, that's just a lie. We should be working all the time. And we really don't have to be. The more we give to ourselves, the more we can give to others. Coaches are, we give a lot of energy. Just think how the energy you have when you go on a client call and then 45 minutes later, you're done. You have to replenish yourself. You have to you do something that fills you back up. Do something that you enjoy. Get out of the office. Go, go outside. Go play with your kids. Whatever it is that fills you back up. You can't just keep giving. You also have to receive as well. So that is the, that's the biggest um, tip I can give is be really mindful of how you're feeling. Yeah. I love that advice. I found that one of the best decisions I made for my business was when we got our dog and I would have to leave my house and go take him for walks and take breaks. And that was just really replenishing for me because I got away from the computer and not that everybody needs to go get a dog, but you just have to find <laughs> something that is going to kind of take you away from the business to do something that you really enjoy. That's not staring at a computer all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a two-year-old, a five-year-old and a nine-year-old, so they're always taking me away from my computer. <laughs> but, it, you know, as they're back in school, I find that, you know, I'm in here a little bit more at a longer duration, especially in the morning. And then I think, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when they're all in school? I'm not going to have anybody pulling me away. And like you said, that's why, you know, I'm so glad we had our dog because it makes me walk out of here, go outside. And so I love that you really paid attention to that works for me. And I want to encourage everyone else to figure out what works best for them. It doesn't have to be an hour. It can just be a few minutes. Just get out, go get some water, just go do something else. It's going to make you feel so much better. Yeah. So can you give us three action steps that listeners can take after listening to this episode to make sure that they're actually taking action on what we've talked about? Yeah, I think one thing that people can do right now is if they're feeling really excited, let's say they're, they've been listening to podcasts, there are those podcast binge listeners, because I remember doing that all the time when I was starting my business. And I took lots of notes and I had all these ideas and I had more and more and more. And I remember telling my husband, oh, this would be a great idea. This would be a great idea. How about just taking action? How about just picking one thing that sounds really fun to you and fun and easy? That's the most important decision maker you can do. Is it going to be fun and is it going to be easy? Then do it. And then after you're done doing it, pick something else. You have to be taking inspired action in order to move forward. Unless you want to just stand there where, while everything else passes you by. So you have to make a choice. Am I going to take inspired action? Will this feel fun? Will this feel easy? Then go ahead and do it. Um, I think the second thing would be to reach out to people um, that you want your business to be like too. I think having a great role model or a coach or whatever it might be, a network of people to surround yourself with is going to feel really great for you. I have so many students who feel like so relieved when they come into our Facebook group because they're surrounded by dozens of other coaches that they didn't even know existed and they feel like they're, they're finally home. They don't feel like they're by themselves anymore. And the third is have confidence in yourself because your confidence is going to attract your dream clients and your dream students. And if you don't have enough confidence, reach out and learn how you can find that again. It's all inside of you. You just maybe have to dust off some cobwebs and figure out where, where this is and bring it out because Everyone has something special to share. Of course, there's are, there are hundreds and hundreds of coaches out there, 
but there's no one else like you. And I think that you owning yourself and putting yourself out there is going to be the best gift you can give to others. Awesome. So we wrap up with a couple of questions that I ask everybody. And the first one that I love to ask is, can you give us an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? I have lots of people who come into my program or working with me one-on-one just from referrals. I have amazing people that I've worked with who are always talking about what it's like to work with me without me having to spend money on ads or anything like that. I have people coming in because so-and-so mentioned mentioned working with me because I was so helpful. And I've just always learned growing up, watching my parents being very generous and always wanting to help people, people who are going through things in life, just always being very loving. And I always, I always remember that. And so that's, I really instill it into my business. I know that everyone has their own path. Everyone has their own things that they're dealing with at home or, you know, work, whatever. And I think just really being empathetic with people and not everyone is the same, you know, people come into programs or, you know, working with you, they all have different days and just really molding into where they are and meeting them where they are makes you kind of more of a standout coach rather than making people jump to where you are, meet them where they are, speak their language, then they're going to feel really connected with you. Tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Well, right now I'm really loving I'm really loving the weather in North Dakota. This is like the weirdest summer we've ever had. It is so nice outside. It's sweatshirt weather, which makes me really happy. I love looking out my window and seeing like my garden and and the trees and spending time outside. I love that. I think that's very um, grounding for me. Like you said, you like to go for walks with your dog. I love to just step outside for a moment. Me and my daughter love to walk through the garden, see all, all the new vegetables that are growing. And that just kind of teaches her her stuff too. And that's one of my favorite things to do right now. And then for work um, or my business, I really love just creating things. So right now I'm creating a new program and I'm really loving the going back in, into the creation process of something really, really big that's coming. I haven't designed a new program, you know, in a, in a year and a half. I've been really focused on Sound Coaching Academy. I'm just, you know, creating something really new and impactful. So I'm really loving that process. That leads me into the next question, which is, what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? Yeah, so I have a new program coming out. Um, I'm excited for the growth of that. I'm excited for um, my retreat that I'm going on next month to meet my coach and my fellow students. Um, I'm just really excited about the fall. I think fall is such an exciting time in especially like female business owners, because I feel like a lot of us have our kids are back in school and we can kind of get back into our normality. And um, I think that's when everything kind of booms a little bit for us. So fall is always really exciting and it's my favorite season anyway. It's our anniversary. And so I've always been a really big fall fan. Okay. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you online? LindsayMaloney.com is my website. Um, they can also listen to my podcast, um, the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. We're on all the players. Um, you can join my free Facebook group by going to dreamclientcommunity.com. And of course, I'm on Instagram as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about this. I know that this is something that has been a little bit of a struggle in my business as an introvert. And so I'm hoping that as people listen, they can just get some really good advice 
and tips for how they can run a business and network and serve their clients better. Oh yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I love sharing all the tips. And if anyone has any questions about anything, they can definitely reach out and DM me. I'd be happy to talk with them. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.